Hello and welcome to Season 4 of the Feminist Voices Podcast. My name is Raleigh and I'm one of the 2019-2020 Feminist Narratives Coordinators. This season, last year's Feminist Narratives Coordinators sat down with different student leaders to discuss the topic of race in the feminist community at Stanford. This episode, I sat down with Jessica and Celine, last year's co-presidents of Enmanas de Stanford. We hope you enjoy! with your names and your pronouns if you feel comfortable and what feminist communities that you feel you're a part of at Stanford and your involvement in it. My name is Celine Lopez. I use she her pronouns and as far as feminist communities, well, Hermanas is probably the biggest one. My name is Jessica Reynoso. I'm a junior. She her pronouns. Also think that Hermanas is the biggest one. I've been involved in Hermanas since freshman year, and now I'm co-president with Celine. Um, so the first question is, how does race affect the feminist activism that you participate in at Stanford? Yeah, I think, uh, like, of course, like, feminism, like, you know, we use the term intersectional a lot, but what that really means is that you can't, like, remove, I guess, being a woman, for example, from being um, like Latina or, or being black or Asian. So I think race is really central to like our feminism, um, like race and ethnicity, especially with Hermana, since we are like a Latina interest org. And so we aim to really serve Latinas on this campus, especially since when we look at Stanford and we think about diversity and we think about Latinas at Stanford, for, for a lot of us, there isn't, really isn't like that kind of space for us where like Latinas can feel empowered academically and like socially. And so I think for us being co-presidents of Hermanas, it's really important that we make that space for everyone. And we do so in a way that's really conscious of our culture, our community, um, what it means to be Latina or a woman, in color, a woman of color um, in general because that's really central to our work. Yeah, I think Hermanas has definitely provided that outlet for me to really like think critically about feminism with like race and ethnicity. I really appreciated like the event at the WCC about like feminism and Latinidad because I think it's like a discussion that isn't really had on this campus. I guess it it doesn't necessarily really happen in Hermanas, but because we are Latinas in a shared space, it it's like the different topics are brought up, but we're not really intentional with like naming the work that we're doing. Like, oh, this is feminism or like mm -hmm. this is, <laughs> I think we are just like centering our own identity in a space. As Celine said, like given the context of Stanford, I think it's so necessary for us to have that especially for students that don't live in Zapata and are Latin, Latinx. And yeah, I think that intersectionality is often thrown out there, but I think Hermanas really allows the space for like any member to come up with any event, and that also allows space for like us to have events on 
mm-hmm. what it means to be a Latina or representation of Latinas in media is something that we've talked about in the org. So I think the organization definitely has provided an outlet for people, but it hasn't necessarily been like, oh, this is what Hermanas does. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about feminism. But I think given the people that are in Hermanas, it is a conversation that is had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Jess's point, when he asked the first question about, like, what feminist spaces I felt a part of, I don't know if I've ever thought of Hermanas as, like, a feminist org in that way where we, we label ourselves as, like, a feminist org. Because I think... Like, what we are is, like, an org for Latino women, like, women with the X. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, yes, that's inherently, like, feminist, right? That, like, we're creating these spaces, creating these, like, conversations for marginalized women. And also, like, being intentional about looking at, like, intersecting identities for women with an X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like some of the conversations we have, like we're, we're doing an event coming up with like SAIO um, that we're really excited about um, and thinking about what we're, we're going to screen like Roma um, and really thinking about like critically like what that film has like brought into conversation in the Latinx community because it really came like brought to light kind of like the lives of indigenous women indigenous like latinx women and um like what that means for us as as latinas and thinking like how do we center other marginalized identities that intersect with being latina or being latinx and so that's always something that comes up for us thinking about like how do we center others and how do we center like those like who are like us right because that's really important for us that that we think critically about those things. The next question is, how would you describe racial dynamics among feminist communities or among other orgs that you feel are similar to yours or just like orgs that you've worked with in general? Um, Yeah, so there is an organization who reached out to us and wanted to have an event. And I think like in their own words, they said they wanted to be more diverse. And so like intentionally like reached out to us and said they wanted to have like a mixer with us. Um, But I really appreciated that they have a lot of resources on this campus, just Mm -hmm. given how many members they have. I think they also have a lot of money. Yeah, Um, they're really well funded. Yeah. And so I appreciated that they were upfront with that and like, said that in our collaboration like they would also be willing to like give hermanas like a resource mm-hmm. access to a resource that they have like mm-hmm. whether that be like a resume workshop or like more mm-hmm. professional things so i think like on this campus it often feels like tokenization is a thing mm-hmm. and i think in that instance i was like reminded of that but i appreciated how upfront they were about it mm-hmm. But your question also reminds me of my freshman year when there was, like, the Women's March after the election. Mm -hmm. At the WCC, like, there was, like, poster making. And it was, like, my first time entering the space. And, like, it was was a good time having access to, like, all the paints um, and, like, being able to make a sign. But it was also really interesting, like, the type of people that were in the space. And also my friends and I were asked if, like, they could take a picture of us with our posters. And, like, I noticed that they hadn't asked anybody else. So I think 
in that space too I was like oh this is interesting because yes we're all like female identifying out here and like we believe sort of the same things but also there's that extra layer of like because you are of a different like race or ethnicity like the way of interacting definitely changes yeah I think along those lines like similarly my freshman year I was really hesitant to join really any organization but like the the women's ones and particularly like didn't really feel like something I felt like comfortable in or something that I, I really wanted to be a part of, I guess. So Edmanas was really the first space I felt like this was an org like for for me, like for Latina women that centered Latina women. Um, and when, and I think like a lot of like us in Edmanas, um, we gravitate towards orgs like Edmanas because like other groups like like Stanford Women in Blank, right? There's all kinds of orgs like that, um, mm-hmm. all kind of pre pre professional orgs like academic orgs for women. It doesn't really feel diverse, right? It doesn't really feel like um, centered for like certain identities, mm-hmm. especially when we consider a lot of us and hermanas, not, we're not only Latinas, right? We don't only just share that one identity, but a lot of us are also like first gen low income. So like that experience sometimes isn't really reflected in a lot of these other orgs made for women. And even thinking about a lot of these these orgs can feel really political too, in a sense, or even like the space like the WCC serves to be like a very like political org like um, like space, especially like with like of course some of feminist stickers and things like that. But I think sometimes like some of us can feel tokenized or when we see like oh, like, y'all care about us now? Like, it can feel maybe performative for some of us. And so I think, like, hermanas, even though we're not technically classified as, like, a pre-professional organization, like, explicitly, I think we really are because we really are trying to do what those other orgs are doing, but in our own way. And so going back to what Jessica mentioned about um, one of our previous collaborations, I also really do appreciate them reaching out to us and them offering those resources because obviously we're a smaller organization like we just have less people in our core we have like less funding and so I really do like we do want to make those collaborations with people and and we really do appreciate like that kind of like intentionality with it so it was like a good experience for us I think yeah I think it just goes back to, to like saying that I don't know like why don't we feel comfortable in other spaces made for women and I think it really does have a large a large part of it is like the racial dynamics, like the lack of diversity with race and ethnicity, but also with like fly backgrounds and also mm-hmm. considering um, like queer identifying women too. That's also like a really big thing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I think orgs like Hermanas um, and, and orgs like La Familia de Sanford too, which is an org that serves like queer Latinx folks. Like I feel like for me, those have been better. <laughs> And then for the last question, what do you hope for in regards to intersectionality in the feminist community at Stanford moving forward? I think one is like more outreach, more collaborations, like what we just mentioned. Um, I think that's a good starting point. And I know it's like hard to do that, like, but if, you know, orgs really want to be intersectional and really want to be diverse, like, you know, they need to mean it, right? And so I think it is like, 
knowing if you have more resources, more funding, just more capacity, then use that. <laughs> you know, use that to serve to serve the marginalized students on this campus, to serve like marginalized women, women of color, black women, because it is really important. Um, and I, I think those collaborations can become something really cool, right? Like you can do a lot with that. And I think in our experience working with other orgs, it has been really like rewarding for us to meet, to meet other orgs, especially like other women of color in different orgs. Like that has been super cool and exciting. And I think it's just needed more for us to recognize that, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing, like Jess said, like we all have really similar beliefs and like, empowerment for for women and like like female identifying people and so I think we just like really it is like working together and identifying like what do what do we need like what is, what does each other need um, and how can we really like uplift each other and like center others right even at Manas like even though we're a smaller org like we really do try to reach out to send like to send other voices as much as we can so that's been really important I think in addition to collaboration, I think women's VSOs could have a stronger connection to the WCC too. Mm. And also having like a more diverse staff at the WCC. <laughs> um, because I think like the people that you have in the space really like determines whether or not um, people feel comfortable. Um, and it was really nice to like be again at that Latinidad um, and feminism talk about like my identity was centered in the space. Not that it always has to be, but it's nice that like that event was a thing. And I just wish that we did more with like other women's VSOs because I feel like there has been an effort. There was an effort in the beginning of the year, but things kind of like just slowed down for everybody. So I think the WCC could also play a stronger role in like really fostering those connections. And then it also like lets us know what other VSOs are centering like women's voices, women of color like specifically, so that we like look to see oh like what other organizations do we want to collab with? Because I feel like there are a lot of organizations that are doing cool work, but we haven't been like formally introduced or like in the in a shared space to really like allow for that collaboration. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week where we speak with Kendra about her involvement in the indigenous community at Stanford.